Well, well, well. What can I say? Absolute perfection. That was perfection. If you are a Star Wars fan, if you watch all the other, you know, obviously all the movies, continuously, all the TV series, all the canon, this is a pure love letter to Star Wars. That's what this episode was. That This is episode, technically chapter six, review, uh, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Continuous cameos, references, callbacks, Easter eggs. Absolutely loved it from start to finish. Almost lost for words. Uh, I got emotional several times throughout this episode. Uh, I count maybe four. Um, absolute beautiful storytelling. Um, and yeah, I'm going to say up front, obviously, Boba Fett is in about 10 seconds of the episode. He's hardly been in the last two. Um, but I, last week, I, I did have a little a bit of an issue of it. But this week, we're past that stage now. I mean, what they are giving us is art. So if Boba Fett has to move to the side to move this whole story forward and uh, progress the whole saga uh, of all the Filoni-verse or what they're telling, so be it. And what? And what? He's not in it. Yes, it's called the book of Boba Fett. So what? It's amazing new stories that is absolutely fantastic. Yes, Boba Fett is included in that. But uh, yeah, he can sit to the side. We've got bigger things to tell. And uh, so the episode starts off with Cobb Vant. Awesome return for him, the marshal. Um, and he basically initially stops the pikes from kind of pushing uh, the spice through through Tatooine. You know, he kind of explains that, you know, you have to go through me. Uh, you know, if you want to, you know, as long as I'm here, the pikes aren't getting, you know, getting away with uh, kind of, um, you know, selling spice on my, in my village and stuff and around my area. And, you know, and uh, Dijon, um basically... Well, not initially then. So, um, Convant, obviously, they've destroyed the crate Dragon. And um, so he's, you know, guarding that, that place now. Freetown, for now. Uh, and then we kind of go on to Dijarin as we see him traveling to see his little friend, as they call it. Um, it's not established what planet it is. They purposely didn't say it, I feel. Uh, you want it to say it's Endor. But at the same time, you know, they clearly do not say it. It doesn't look exactly like Endor. Uh, so when it's a bit up in the air, um, but as soon as you see R two, I mean for me R two appearance in the Mandalorian season two was the my favorite part of the whole series. Um, I cried like a baby when I saw that. Uh, so seeing him back, getting the respect that he gets, he's the hero of the song. So seeing him back um, was a pure you know joy in his interactions with the Joran as well, and taking him up to kind of these other droids that are building some kind of temple um i thought it was super interesting and um and then seeing where they go from there you know they kind of basically they, they do pretty much jump straight to luke and uh, grogu being trained whilst um, you know jinjarin is waiting and you know seeing them two together and how absolutely wonderful luke looks i mean in comparison to what we got in season two which admittedly you know, wasn't the best CGI I've ever seen or, you know, wasn't the best de-aging. Um, and how much they've improved on that is absolutely seamless. I mean, he's talking, there's action, there's dialogue, he's going back and forth. Um, it's wonderful, wonderful. And, um, you know, he's got the force use, he's, his hair looks great, his outfit looks fantastic. And then we see cut to Dijarin again, he's still waiting. 
obviously we get Ahsoka turning up. Complete, like how the heck did I not predict that? Dave Filoni's directed this episode and co-wrote it, I believe, with John Favreau. How have I not predicted that Ahsoka would show up? And um, of course, he's a kind of her you. She's his USP, and um, yeah, they showed up and um, you know explained to Dinjarin that why are you trying to see Grogu? What's it for? He cannot form attachments, or uh, your bond is strong, maybe too strong, where it's distracting him from his training. Um, she kind of talks him out of going to see Grogu, which which obviously is a little sad. You want to say them two together because their bond is so strong. That kind of transcends Star Wars almost them two, and goes into kind of just general pop culture and. Uh, people who, who've never seen Star Wars, you know, love their relationship. So um, seeing that uh, was, was a little sad. But and then uh, we see again Luke kind of, uh, you know, speaking with Grogu, trying to, you know, you see Grogu um, with, you know, by the water trying to balance and use the force and things like that. And then we get the scene of Ahsoka approaching Luke. I mean, that's something that I've envisioned. I don't know. For, for for nearly 20 years now and their interactions you know Luke's facial expressions you know I think there's a numerous times that they get emotional one of them was of course when she said you just like your father um, you just want them to sit down and talk it out because you want to hear I want to hear all the stories and and how they know each other and uh, and uh, you know he must learn about his father directly from her being her padawan and yeah that was awesome that she called um, you know, Dinjarin called Grogu his youngling, and she called him. You know, he's a Padawan now. Uh, you know, you have to let the transition happen, and he did agree, and he kind of left. He came all the way there. So, um, but and then we see, obviously, them two had that conversation. It was, um, and he looked great. Luke, he looks great. He sounds like Luke. Um, you know, I'd say the the look was better than the voice, but it's not distracting. I, I liked it in the Mandalorian season two. So seeing it now in the Book of Boba Fett, you know, it's beautiful. And seeing Ahsoka's encounter with her and bringing, uh, being her, you know, Anakin, a former master, seeing that on screen, obviously they clearly know each other from off-screen interactions. I do wish you get to see that, but hopefully we can see that moving forward in when she gets her own series uh, moving forward uh, in The Mandalorian or with Luke get his own series. Um, and the fact that she said, you like your father, you know, you, Luke knew that by, you know, Return of the Jedi. But he just didn't go to the dark side. Uh, but obviously, before Anakin turned to the dark side, you saw plenty of goodness in him, you know, good attributes, which Ahsoka, him, Obi-Wan were kind of all best friends. So that interaction, absolutely fascinating. Uh, maybe she spoke to him as a force ghost as well. You know, we don't know. Um, but absolute magnificent storytelling that we've always wanted. So people say making the world smaller, but absolutely not. It's making it bigger because it's connecting people across the galaxies, across the universes, from different generations, uh, for different forms of medium as well. So, uh, no, absolutely fantastic. Um, and a pressing question as well, where's Ezra? Where is this? By the end of uh, Rebels Season 4, uh, we see Ahsoka going off to find Ezra and obviously Thrawn there as well. Um, where is this? in that story in that timeline is this before after the events of rebels so you know it's a bit little bit up in the air so uh, i'm sure that's all going to be ironed out but yeah the and then we get to the absolutely magnificent training uh, scenes of of luca and greg obviously luke does tell you know so cool i see you again just like her his father did anakin to his mother um and we see luke begin to establish his relationship, obviously, with Go, uh, Grogu, um, it's so similar to Yoda. 
you know, he actually explains that, you know, my master was like you, you know, and then you hear the score, the themes, Yoda's theme, uh, you know, I get a lump in my throat every time I hear it. And seeing the training footage, the montages, again, in the backpack, having Greg in the backpack, I mean, straight out of Empire, um, and absolutely wonderful. Some things that I think I'll never see. This is the the most we've seen Luke speak um, in his prime after Return of the Jedi. You know, Luke being my Luke is Star Wars. It's his story. It's his tale. Uh, he's the hero. Um, so getting him have his screen time with a new baby Yoda, in effect, uh, absolutely loved it. And then um, seeing him, you know, giving Grogu the flashback uh, via the Force. And seeing an Order 66 flashback. Uh, again, these are things that I wanted. I'm so glad it's for Loni. Tying in each part of like prequels and the original trilogy. So many different factors. Uh, and then we're jumping right to the end. We see the predicament now Grogu is in. Does he take um, the uh, Beskar armor that uh, Dinjarin's made for him? Or does he take Yoda's lightsaber? Don't know how that's still there. Because I believe I did actually physically read that comic. Uh, when it was destroyed, it was one of the Vader comics. It was destroyed. Uh, with, they burnt a lot of lightsabers, I believe, in Jedi Temple Coruscant. And Yoda's one was the last one to be thrown in. So I, that's no longer canon, apparently. So who cares? Who cares? Uh, this is more significant. Giving him Yoda's lightsaber. I, for some reason, I thought, what color will it be? And then, yeah, seeing it's green. And then it's Yoda's. It's, oh, wow, super emotion. And then again, the Yoda theme kicks in. So uh, wonderful storytelling, and so many times the Force theme you hear. Um, so fantastic score by Ludwig Göransson, and just the, his general musical themes around Luke as well. Um, the the kind of new themes that he has, I do love that. Um, yeah, and very interesting about attachments. Um, you know, which way do you want to go? Do you want to go the way of the Mandalorian, or do you want to go the way of the Force? Um, it's funny that Luke had also the same test in front of him in terms of. Um, we need to finish your training, we need to defeat the Sith, or you go save your friends. Multiple times he chose to save his friends, and he still was given chance after chance to kind of return to be the saviour. So let's see if Grogu will get the same opportunities. Uh, and then going on to another big fantastic cameo uh, was Cad Bane. I personally had no idea who he was until he came closer to the screen. Um, I know, you know, seeing reviews and reactions and stuff, it was apparently so obvious. I just didn't click on, like you just didn't recognise him at first. Um, you know, and his look isn't absolutely perfect. Again, he's not as, uh, I'd say, blue. He's quite a kind of light shade of blue, and his face is quite small, and his hat isn't too long. Who cares? We're getting Cad Bane in live action. So he's clearly in support of the Pikes. You know, he does shoot uh, Cobland and takes out his deputy. Now, where, who is he funded by? Obviously the Pikes, but um, who the Pikes kind of in association with? Because in effect, they're, they're, they're kind of organized foot soldiers. So who is funding them? You know, there's big rumors that it's Crimson Dawn. You know, so who's ahead of Crimson Dawn at the minute? I uh, would believe it's to be Kira, who's you know who in a kind of Darth Maul's apprentice. So big story themes here. All this is happening on Tatooine. Um, you know, we did get the scene of. Um, you know, I don't know what they call the Vespers or whatever, with Boba Fett, with Fennec Shan, with Black Chrysanthemum, with, um, you know, Din Djarin and whichever the Freetown people want to join and anyone else kind of in Mos Espa joining in to take on the, the Pikes. It's not enough. You would feel like the Pikes Syndicate is a lot more than them, especially after destroying that kind of casino place as well with the kind of hot toilet girl lady. 
who owns that. But now that she's dead, now that I think people are going to kind of join together, but is that going to be enough to take on the spikes? And totally forgetting Luke is from Tatooine. Um, obviously, Grogu's a bit up in the air, seemingly. I believe he will take the um, the Mandalorian armor. He has more affiliation with um, with uh, Din Djarin than Luke. Um, so he is, he's forgotten a lot of his uh, force use and, and the Jedi. So he's, you know, he's having kind of basic training and he is currently struggling and conflicted, as Luke said. So I believe he's going to go uh, take the armor. But uh, that's a really interesting side of things. Like what will happen? Uh, from the kind of force teachings and stuff so i don't know maybe my just brief speculation is luke will come to kind of drop him but and then see this engagement of uh, the kind of uh, the civil war that's happening on tatooine in effect or some kind of war you know he i'm no doubt he will help out he's from tatooine his home is there his family technically may still be there um so uh well any family yeah, in fact he doesn't have any family left at this point apart from leia of course um, but you know, obviously, you know he has attachments with the Republic. Will they help out? You know, we've got Leia Han, and the you know all these X-wing pilots that have shown up several times. So will they help out? And then possibly you know help out there, and then maybe will Din Djarin or Grogu come to some kind of agreement that you have to go back to Luke, um, and be his kind of first official apprentice? It's all up in the air. Fantastic storytelling. I think I'm going to give this a ten. You know, I cried several times several times during this again at uh, the um you know luke igniting his lightsaber um you know saying that uh, when when grogu kind of dropped down and told him to always get up that was also you know a good moment um that was also a good moment to do that um that reminded me of just so many memories and moments in the original trilogy and being a child and watching it uh, telling him to get up, uh, you always get up. Um, yeah, like I just wish I could see my face, and like I just went into a little kid and and you know dropped a few tears, and yeah, saying my father and stuff, and yeah, and seeing them two talk, um, you remind me of your father. Yeah, fantastic scenes, and seeing Cobb Vanth finally, and sorry, uh, Cobb Vanth back was great, and seeing um, you know Cad Bane. Uh, yeah, you know both Fett's not in it. So what? We've got bigger things to tell. Uh, his story just generally isn't compelling enough. I mean, it's coming from such a high from the Luke, uh, Luke Grogu, Ahsoka, Dinjarin stuff, and then coming back to Tatooine was a little like, we could breathe now. And then I kind of thought it was going to finish, and then it ended with the Grogu and Luke scene. But yeah, more Luke. You know, I wanted to get his own series, my favorite character of all time. So we'll see. But overall, fantastic episode. I mean, you know, no complaints, lots of action. Lots of uh, callbacks, references, Easter eggs, lots of respect. Um, and, you know, we're bringing these legacy characters in or uh, characters from the whole um, kind of uh, canon. And it lifts up the new characters that we see in the show. Um, you know, Boba Fett's also got his own story, of course, but we'll see where we go from here. Um, I'm happy. My heart's full. Um, fantastic storytelling. Thank you, Dave Filoni, John Favreau. Well, you guys, I feel like we're being listened to. We're being respected. Um and yeah, Luke gets his, um, you know, his his true uh, story, you know, what we all wanted to see in here after Return of the Jedi. So thank you all for listening, um, getting views and, and listens from all over the world. I'll put a kind of poll up after this um, as well attached to this, so please vote on it. Uh, what do you rank the Mandal- this uh, chapter six out of ten? Um, I'm going to go ten. Screw it.
this is perfect Star Wars. Um, but anyway, this has been Fogs on the Food for Thought podcast. You can follow me uh, on Twitter as well, F40 podcast. That's F40 podcast. And yeah, what a ride, man. What a time. What a time to be a Star Wars fan. I've been absolutely buzzing all day, probably all week. Can't watch to watch the behind the scenes stuff. Mark Hamill um, tell his stuff. Dave Filoni do interviews and stuff. Uh, I love every second of it. Um, fantastic episode. You're missing out if you've not watched it. Check it out.